Welcome to Elite Week, Friday, February 12th, 2021. I will be your host on this shit show. My name is Kai Zen. With us tonight, I've got my XO, Roy. Say hello to the beautiful people, Roy. Happy Friday, everyone. It's going to be a fun ride tonight. Absolutely. Also with us tonight, we've got my tactical officer, Tweet74. Say hello to the people, Tweet. Good evening, everybody. It's always a happy night and a fun <laughs> ride with us. Rainbows and butterflies, peaches and cream, you know us. Good times. Absolutely. And we're doing this this episode old school tonight. It's just going to be the, the dream team. It's going to be me, Roy, and Tweet. WK Jez and Boss Lady B are handling other commitments, as is Arson. I, I kind of wanted to not book a guest for tonight. You'll see why. We'll talk about it a little bit. We're in the process of adding to the crew, and that transitions perfectly into that topic. So let's start off with the fact that we now have a live show producer that is the one and only Controladon. Say hello to the beautiful people, Control. Hey, Yalaveka, Manihop. That's right. <laughs> hey, Yalaveka, Manihop to you as well. That is the fucking Swede from Brooklyn who is going to be our on-air producer. In addition, we have a new visual effects producer, which is Swordsmith95, and we have a new segment producer, which is... Uh, Wolf Dragon, my XO. In addition to that, we have a podcast editor who will have his work cut out for him tonight, Monohive. So we have a, a good crew going. I figure if I can hire four or five more people, 
I might be able to sneak out in the confusion. And in the process of doing all of this stuff, as we've just added new people, as you're seeing the new video, the awesome stuff that we have for you to enjoy visually wise as, as we do the show, when you add these new people, there are growing pains and steps and things that are, you know, need to get sorted out and whatnot. So bear with us for, you know, this week and we'll, I'm sure we'll be up to snuff by next week. Better sound quality, better visual quality better everything that is what we're working on for you i hope that you enjoy it let's get started with this right off the bat the cover art is osashis by commander black maze that is a tribute to commander osashis and we'll talk about a little bit more about that just in a bit but um exciting stuff the opening song is i need you by john baptiste and our closing song tonight is going to be How Deep Is Your Love by Mackenzie Johnson. That's one of my absolute favorite songs. So I'm sure over the next year of shows, you'll probably hear it covered by three or four random, very cute girls who play guitar well and sing pretty. So yeah, yeah, right on. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. We were shouted out by Massively this week. Of course, as I already mentioned, there's a shout out going for Commander Osashis. And there were some very cool mentions that were very exciting, got people interested with regard to the dark wheel stuff from the Tuesday stream. In addition to, they flat out answered a question that had my my jaw just dropped. So uh, yeah, yeah, we're super, super excited. And we've got some very cool topics to talk about tonight. We're turning the page on some previous stuff where we were a little less than super, super happy. We had to express some feelings. We've expressed them. We've given constructive criticism. Now we're moving on. And tonight we're going to have a, an in-depth look at why I love Elite and hopefully why you do as well. All this and more. So stay tuned. If you're listening to us on the podcast and would like to see the live show and visuals, check us out on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Elite Week and on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Elite Week. If you're watching us on YouTube or Twitch and would like to know how to catch us on our podcast, check out anchor.fm forward slash Elite Week. For sending us your thoughts by email, you can reach us at EliteWeek3306 at gmail.com. Our very active and growing Elite Week Discord can be found at tinyurl.com forward slash Elite Week Discord, where you can check out or contribute to community feedback, resources on turning the wheel, and real-time updates about Elite from a variety of content creators. In addition to the Discord community feedback channel, feel free to write in our YouTube comments anything about the topic of the week, as well as anything else you'd like to share. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if you're enjoying the show on YouTube, please make sure to like and subscribe and click on the bell. It really helps us out. On Twitch, a follow would be much appreciated. If you're on Twitter, feel free to follow at EliteWeek3306 for news and information about Elite Dangerous and cool sci-fi and space news. We record live on YouTube every Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 1 a.m. UTC, so come and join in on the fun. If you're listening to us on the podcast, please make sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever platform you use. And let us know if there's a format you want us to look into. We don't do Patreon, so save your money and just tell your friends about the show. All right, so right off the bat, we're going to start off with the dark wheel. It's the Dark Wheel Update. It is the Dark Wheel Update. Okay, well, things are progressing. We're in second place in uh, Ross 154, which is the uh, the test site 
for the soul expansion and uh we're at uh like 22 to 23 percent the owners of the system are at 38.9 percent you know we figure a couple more days we catch up with them get into a war take over the system a couple more days after that we win the war a couple more days after that we expand well we go pending expansion in which case then it's 13 days of waiting because it's one day after you actually get to the 75 percent before you go pending then it's a 12 day sort of window at, at what point plus or minus one day so anywhere from 11 to 13 days to when you actually land somewhere and uh yeah we are pushing this um there's some stuff we'll talk about with the dark wheel later that has been sort of very exciting and very interesting and it's got a flood of new people wanting to come and join in with the project and we're super happy to have you and we want to welcome you all the dark wheel is here for you and we're going to do some fun stuff and see what happens i do want to give a huge plug out to black sky legion in pc the squadron tag is bsl1 so on pc if you want to come join us the official squad of the black sky legion it's bsl1 come and uh and you know see what's up and and let's have some fun but uh yeah you so we'll have more word for you next week next week we should be just getting to the point where we're pending expansion and then it's going to be you know a week and a half to two weeks after that to when we actually land in seoul or land somewhere else and see a thing happen or not as soon as that is done we are because we're already prepping the cube so as soon as that is done the very next thing that happens is we pop into pending expansion for the lft 509 site which i know everybody's super excited for soul and that's cool and i'm actually finding myself like surprisingly a little surprise uh, like excited for it too but the one that i really really think is like this is the one and the one like burr keeps messaging me like hey how when when 509 509 went that's the one that's the one that's going to pay off and i'm like yeah i kind of agree that's going to be as soon as we're done with one we're moving on to the next uh i cannot enough give a huge shout out and thank you to all of the people that are doing the every day doing the you know cube the test stuff and and wolf who's working you know the orders and and you've got just amazing people uh that are grinding it out and and getting stuff done but everyone that is hearing my voice right now if you want to push this and if you're excited like i am and want to say like let's make this happen get your ass to ross 154 and let's push this let's get the dark wheel to expand from there and see if we get into soul i'm i'm excited all right very next thing up we, we're going to do an abbreviated sort of version of the of the general news this week uh but i definitely do want to stop and take a moment and hit uh, a, a mention of Radio Algareb. Radio Algareb did a interview with Boss Lady B this week that was very, very cool. Radio Algareb, you might say, what is that? That is another Elite Dangerous podcast. 
and uh, they just started their second season. Their first interview of the season was with Boss Lady B, and they talked to her about the Lady in Red series and different things that she's doing and her Finance Fridays and all of that stuff. And Boss Lady can't be with us tonight because she is literally streaming right this moment on Twitch for a charity stream that we will talk about in a little bit that I want to give some love to. Very, very cool stuff. Go and check that out. Massively OP, uh, you know, the site, they do their articles and they did a shout out to, among other things, Elite Dangerous. They did different, like your favorite MMO uh, uh, podcasts or whatever, and they did one on Furly Dangerous, and they listed Elite Week along with Lave Radio and Guard Frequency. So that was very, very cool, and we're very appreciative. Thank you. Heads, you know, that have cheers. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to just mention this now, and we're going to dispense with it. There was a follow-up to last week's show about the internet, space Nazi slaver, whatever bullshit title we want to give that whole thing. Basically, there were a group of human shit stains that were either A, doing really stupid scams, or B, just crying out for attention online. Well, congratulations, you got your attention. And whether it's because you were really scamming people, or whether you just embarrassed a big company with your bullshit need to cry out for attention, whichever which way that that happened, those guys all got shadow banned. They got messages saying, you know, you've lost your stuff and you're now in this forced solo mode and you can't interact with the BGS or do anything or interact with people, you are a shit stain and you get to not be a part of the game anymore. And they gave some half-ass interview that I'm not even going to link to because it's not worth it. Your five minutes of fame are over. Go fuck yourself and have fun playing Call of Duty. All right. I do definitely on the opposite end, though, we're talking about some amazing people. We've got Commander Mephisto. It's L-V-L-E-P-H-I-S-T-O, but it's supposed to be a, a big M, so it's Mephisto. The Fleet Carrier will be doing the Cannon Challenge. We're going to have a link to it in the Discord with the Twitter the itinerary, the whole nine yards. It is the Comfy Cannon Challenge. Now, looking at their itinerary, I see here that they are going to depart on, what is this here, March 14th, 2021 at 3 p.m. from the Varati system in the Inner Orion Spurs uh, area at, from Thompson Dock. And they are going to be going through a whole process of following the Cannon Challenge but from a fleet carrier, which I think is fucking amazing. That's, that's, that's super, super awesome. You can hop on board the fleet carrier, Khonshu, uh, which is K-H-O-N-S-U, XLF-5XY is the, is the designation for the fleet carrier, in the Variety system at 3 o'clock p.m. UTC, March the 14th, 2021. Follow Commander Mark Santheus, steps visiting each of the 124 waypoints of the Cannon Challenge. The trip is planned to take four to five months, covering 448,000 light years through 1,006 systems, and everyone is invited. We will have links to the itinerary, the Twitter, the whole nine yards for this thing. Go and, you know, check that out. It's super, super interesting. It is it is the comfortable way to do the Cannon Challenge. Instead of jumping, jumping, jumping like crazy, you can just follow their itinerary and get out at all of the locations. It is the, how do I say it? It is the relaxed tour guide way of doing the Galactic Cannon Challenge. Tour. Yeah. yeah, exactly. 
And I, a huge salute to Commander Mephisto. That is a very, very cool thing. And one of the amazing sort of things about this, and we're going to, you know, hit on some of the reasons why I love Elite later, but this is most certainly one of those reasons. In addition to that, you know, we also have the the big, uh, which, which we covered for the last couple of weeks, uh, uh, Commander Solace is doing his big thing for the console players. They're doing a huge exploration and the idea of that exploration is going to be to kind of like have something for console players to do to keep themselves entertained while they're waiting for you know odyssey to come out and and that is an amazing thing as well so i just wanted to sort of highlight those two events that are going on for different aims but but both of them very very cool good stuff let us go ahead and move on to uh frontier news for news beyond the game it's frontier news it's frontier news right on all right let's start off with the streams there were two streams and they were actually you know pretty interesting this this week there were some some things that were said on them that were i think eye-opening for a lot of people the tuesday stream which was the super cruise news stream which was steven and bruce that one there were two things specifically that really caught my eye the first and i'm sure everybody saw last week where pilot did a video where he was like meh this whole dark wheel thing you're not gonna do anything it's not gonna go anywhere and you know here's why and it was like okay this is gonna go nowhere this is you know the elite's not gonna or frontier's not gonna do anything with this whatever and then i asked in the stream i was like hey guys do you have any comment on uh the dark wheel project being at the soul test site and how things are going and holy cow did they have both of them had sort of a huge ear-to-ear -ear grin and they were like oh we can't comment on that we think it's a cool project and we support you 100 percent and we love it when our players do interesting things and and that was from bruce and steven is like yeah you know this galaxy's full of mystery and it's your job to get out there and solve it so you guys keep working keep doing what you're doing and i swear to christ both of them had a grin on their face that was like oh we can't wait we got something good finally people are gonna be happy and the pilot even did a follow-up video where he's like i think i'm wrong if you haven't joined the dark wheel project now what the hell are you waiting for get out there and get in it because it is so obvious that something's about to happen he seems to think that something's gonna happen from soul me personally if i had money to put on it i would put it on 509 but I'm excited either way. I had it kind of in my head already thought like, well, we're going to test it to test it, but I don't think Soul's going to do anything. Now they got me wondering. People have me really legitimately questioning that because it, it sort of looks so cool and is so interesting. In addition to that, and this was a weird one that came out of nowhere. This is one thing that I found very interesting amidst the wall of nothing to announce at this time. We have nothing to say about that. Yada, yada, yada. All the stuff from the Tuesday Super Cruise news, I randomly asked in the chat, I was like, hey, it's been over two months since the last dev diary in uh, early December. I'm not asking for an exact date, but can you give us like a ballpark on when or if we can be expecting another dev diary? And I was legitimately shocked when they flat out said, oh yeah, for sure. We've got a dev diary coming.
coming towards the end of this month. Uh, by the way, for those of you listening now to this show, the end of the month is two weeks away. So they're saying within the next two weeks, we're going to have a dev diary. And they said there's going to be another one in March. And soon after that is going to be beta. So if you take that for what it is, you know, if you just take that at face value, they're saying we got a dev diary coming within two weeks, which I, I have to pray that at that point, we're going to get something real. By that point, they've decided what's what and we're going to get real information. My mouth was just wide open with like, you guys just straight up answered that? What the hell? I should have asked, where's Raxla? Like, what? They were literally no comment, no comment, no comment. Hey, Kai's got a question. And then they just gave us an answer. And I was confused, but aroused. Guys, what do you think? Hop in on this, Roy. Uh, Yeah, I watched the video. I watched uh, the pilot video as well. It, I mean, they could have totally gone a different way with that if they were trying to manage expectations in the other direction. Like both things, both the both the, the dark wheel super grin and the, you know, just straight up. Yeah, OK, here's going to cut the shit and give you some straight answers here you're gonna get it and i'm like it's like they had a list of what they could talk about and someone finally hit something on the list tweaked hop in yeah the, the looks on their faces said it all to me they were like two kids with a secret that they knew they shouldn't spill but they so wanted to say something so that that's very intriguing and i hope i hope to god we do get a dev diary within a couple of weeks and i hope it's on something other than first person shooter don't get me wrong i am excited for some guns and for some pew pews but i sure would like to see the breadth of what odyssey is supposed to be bringing us eventually well i mean if they follow with the little four things that they had pre-jiggered up for like okay it's gonna be uh the first one was uh one giant leap the second one was make your choice or whatever the hell your choice the third one which they skipped maybe because of whatever the reworking was supposed to be assemble your team talking about how all of the interplay is going to work and instancing and group and all that and then the fourth one was i don't know whatever the fuck it was pew 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 uh, i think it was arena of combat well they did one two and four i want three i don't know about you guys i think that would be awesome yes i'm seeing in the chat commander civilian making a, a very very good comment which is what we're all feeling which is it would also be nice to have something that isn't marketing now of course it's going to be marketing but it can be marketing plus so so you know marketing is just sound bites bullshit no info marketing plus is sound bites bullshit and some real solid info and of course you're going to give us marketing because this is a business and you guys want to make money but who here is ready for marketing plus as opposed to just marketing i know i am yeah absolutely has yeah. to be some real info coming. The time to play cute and the time to play coy is over with the Odyssey information. It's time to just start telling us what's going to be there. Right on. So that was the Tuesday stream. The Thursday stream was Art and... I'm trying to remember. Who was it? It was Art and... Was it Art and Steven? Art and... Uh, it was uh, the new guy. Oh, Zach. Zach. Sorry. Uh, Art and Zach. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And in that stream, Art was like, he started teasing stuff. He's like, oh, there's stuff. I'm working on a thing. And then he's like, oh, I can't say. I'm not supposed to say. Back off, back off, back off. But what he was saying, more or less, if I paraphrase it, and please can somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but the way I was hearing it, he was saying, I'm behind the scenes working on a cool event for you guys. You guys really like the Adam Master thing. We're going to do something bigger, and it's for sure including everybody, not just PC players. It includes console players, too. Yada, yada, yada. We'll be excited. And it's like, okay, I'm willing to be excited. I, I hope for, for stuff. I will uh, I'll say this, man. Through all of the frustration that 
we've had with what's the deal with Odyssey? Give us some straight answers. Anyone. And I'm looking right at you, Tweaked. I'm staring at you right between the eyes. Anyone who tells me that the CGs and the Galnet and the whatever aren't awesome is just wrong. Because while we're totally validly frustrated about other stuff, the current day-to-day stuff that's going on in the live universe is fucking amazing. I can't disagree with that. Let me step in real quick. I can't disagree with that. It is good to have Galnet back. It's good to have CGs back. But I don't feel like it's anything earth-shattering or galaxy-shattering that I can really affect or gets me excited, so to speak. I That's because you're being a sourpuss right now, and you need to get over it. I, no, I, get I think it. it's because we've had it all. We've seen all, right. all this. We've had a combat CG. All right, tweet. This is CG. Roy's turn. <laughs> this is Roy's turn. Go ahead, Roy. I, I was going to say, I think it's not unexpected that he would be hyping something up, because I imagine, to whatever degree, he's working with others to resequence whatever story is coming up. They've had to probably put some delays in things and move things around because of the Odyssey delay. And the story has to still line up. So they may have to be coming up with some extra stuff now to fill the gap. I've heard that from people, Roy, and I think you're partially right, but only partially. A lot of the stuff, I don't think it was ever really aimed at making a difference whether or not you had... Okay, how do I say this right? Yes, it is important because Odyssey got delayed, and if they expected us to have Odyssey by now, then it would make a difference of sort of the the release schedule of information. But I don't think it really matters at all as far as the CG being like, oh, well, they oh, who has Odyssey or not? If you remember, it wasn't until October that they rolled in Horizons to the base game. And honestly, before then, you had a period of several years where many people had just base game and many, many people had Horizons. And they did CGs just fine at that point. And if you notice, they tended to not really do Horizons CGs. They didn't do CGs that, for the most part, required, you know, an SRV or whatever. They so And I don't think they're planning on, for the first year or two, doing CGs that really require Odyssey. I think the Odyssey story is a thing and will be a thing. But the way that they're going to do their CGs, they're not, I don't think they're going to, I don't think it's going to be a big deal. I really don't. I think it's more nuanced than that. I I agree. That makes sense like they did with Horizon, but it could be that, I mean, could be that there's CGs or events that were going to introduce technologies or game mechanics that led to things in Odyssey. And if they've, you know, if there was going to be originally five more stories and then Odyssey hits, now they have to stretch that over a bit longer and maybe they have to come up with some filler just so they're not introducing things too early. I don't know. It's I, I don't think it's strictly about, oh, there's a CG that it required you to do pew-pews on foot. I think it might be maybe there was a CG that explained in-game lore that led to mechanisms that are going to be used in Odyssey, but it could have been a CG done in space. 100%. Um, you know, so it, it may just be they're having to stretch every, like, okay, we got this many more months to make this last, so now each new release mm-hmm. of the CG stretched out an extra two or three weeks. We got to have a few more to pepper in. It might be that simple. A hundred percent. I agree. And I just want to make a very brief comment for those watching the show live right now. We're seeing DJ Wiley's amazing video of the comparison of the planets before and after how they looked before and how they look after. And this shit has me so excited for Odyssey of the, the fact that the, like the two things that we're absolutely positive of is prettier planets and pew pew. 
And the even, honestly, if it was nothing but, if, if they eliminated the pew pew altogether, because that's not my thing. If it was just like, hey, we're coming out with a new expansion, prettier planets everywhere. Y yes, I would. You want $40? Here, here's $40. Give me prettier planets. All right, Tweet, your turn. Hop in. Yep, I, I agree with Roy totally. I think that with Odyssey's planned release, I think they had some storylines, not necessarily CGs, but storylines that were going to start happening in Galnet, and they had to re rework all of that, so now they're changing things around a little bit. On the event that Art is teasing, I hope, I hope, hope, hope beyond hope that they come up with something interesting. My fear is that it seems to be in in the two or three years I've been playing, every time one of these things happens, it's a mystery ship that appears some from somewhere and track it down and figure out what it is. And it, it just feels a little bit been there, done that kind of stale. I wish they would not now that everybody that owns Elite Dangerous has has horizons. I wish they would make it so you have to get in your SRV and go investigate some mm -hmm. ruins somewhere or something something a little different with a, a multi-step mystery that they're not gonna solve by the time I get out of work, for example. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I 100%, and, and there's nothing more I can say right now about this, but I 100% suspect that you're going to be happy with this uh, tweet because I think that this is going to be a several-step thing that happens not over a period of hours or even days, but a period of weeks. And when I say that, I don't mean because, oh, I think nobody's going to figure it out for a month. I mean, they're going to release it in stages such that, oh, we figured out this stage in two hours. And then a week later, we get the next stage that takes eight hours. And then a week later, and maybe through the process of doing this in iterative installments, they'll kind of dial it in right and get to the point where the last couple of steps might even take us a week or two to solve. And that would be fun. And if it involved Thargoids, <gasps> I didn't say that then that would be awesome. All right, so that was the streams. We've covered them. There were two interesting forum posts this week from Frontier. The first one said they don't condone slavery. Duh, I think that covers that. The second one was they have now come out with their stance, Frontier stance on bots and cheating. Hey, who knew? Turns out bots are a thing in this game. Uh, Yeah. Okay, it's super obvious what this is. What this is is the anti-botting agreement thing, Discord and mission and whatever the fuck you want to call it. That blew up. They got contacted by some game journalists who then made some articles about it. Frontier hears those articles and now they're like, oh, we're going to say that botting is bad and we're not for it. Okay. Who are we kidding here, folks? You know, I know, we all know. Bots have been involved in PowerPlay, BGS, and CQC for the last, oh, I don't know, five years. It's a thing that's, we saw this with the quote unquote, whatever, the losers. Well, I'm just calling them the human shit stains. You can call them enslavement Nazis or whatever you feel comfortable with. When the shit stains got enough attention that it drew outside attention, i.e., journalists if that's what we're going to call games websites now uh frontier all of a sudden took notice and took action they sprung into action and the anti-botting alliance 
agreement consortium and whatever uh, i'm a part of it I, I was one of the original people i thought entirely clear on the name uh it's like yeah they're made enough noise that they got outside attention and frontier is making a statement now let's be honest this is kind of a throwaway statement this is the step one step one is when when you bring something to the attention that it makes corporate america or in this case corporate england uncomfortable they first release a state they did the exact same thing with the slavery bullshit they were like we released a statement that says slavery's bad and then we just like sit low and see whatever there this is level one level one response is send it to legal get a press release put out a statement and it means fuck all step two is oh shit it escalated more people are paying attention do something about it let's hope that this gets to step two i would very much like frontier to do something about botting not say that botting is bad and tell us about it we can't tell you if the people are in solo mode we'll never see them you know this we know this so what the fuck with that that's a bullshit statement i'm sorry but that's a bullshit statement the answer is we know for a fact from statements that have been made by davstad and other people at different various lab cons throughout the time where they've just shocked people with oh yeah we have detailed stats on this that and the other and they go and they break shit down and it's like oh yeah your server wizards know when people are when some fuckery is afoot well guess what these bots are going 24 7 365 so if there is a player called you know i don't know fucking bot 68 and bot 69 and bot 70 and bot 71 and bot 72 and those bots accounts happen to be logged in and trucking stuff merits whatever for oh i don't know 800 hours straight without taking a two minute break to go take a piss or have a sleep then you kind of know they're bots right yeah do something about it let's let's jump this to level two and do something about it, please. Um, Roy, make a comment I, on that. I, I was just going to say, uh, yeah, this is a small, small result, but these sorts of things are a process. And I would just say that everyone that signed on to the anti-bot initiative could take this as a very small win. It's going to take time and maybe it goes somewhere and maybe it doesn't, but it's a step. And that's how this is how you make large corporations, you know, move inch by inch. So, yeah. good job. Tweet. This is something that's been a problem for quite a while. People people on console might not realize it, but if you're a BGS error and you've come across a large faction, you sometimes realize you're being outworked impossibly, and that's the result of a bot, usually. Uh, I believe FDEP's been aware of them for quite some time, but now that the spotlight has been somewhat publicly shown on it, they have to make a statement about it. So we'll see. We'll see where this goes. Hmm. It can only, yeah. can't be bad. It can only be good. So And, and the fact is, as is being said in the chat, right now frontier has never been more responsive to the community in a lot of ways they are being very very responsive save one there's one where it's like odyssey crickets but like that's coming i don't even blame them for that that's a thing where it's like they're having to make some decisions right now behind the scenes and as soon as they get those i trust and believe that it, and right now i literally think it's a matter of you know there's a meeting scheduled somewhere where there's a hard deadline of fuck it you have to have an answer can you make x y and z work by date a and if you can't then we're cutting it and we're moving we're you know we're gonna do this and this instead like but but on a lot of things with regard to the whole slavery 
Discovery space whatever. And again, it feels really scummy to say it. I think at, at, these are human shit stains. I don't even think they really had their little scheme. I don't even think that these guys had the brains to make it work. I think they were just crying out for attention, but maybe they did, whatever. But Frontier is in so many ways very, very responsive right now and, and actually, you know, engaging on certain things, the things that they can do. So maybe the guys that had the antibiotic initiative were brilliant for doing it right now because if you really want to get something, I think now's a good time to, if you have a valid point, get it heard. And they have a valid point, which take us to the Galnet news. Uh, Roy, why don't you uh, take us through these uh, these Galnet articles for the week? Sure. So February 8th, uh, the first one was the uh, official warning of ship abductions by fleet carriers. I think we've covered that a lot already. Uh, February 8th, another one came out. Fleet Admiral Vincent uh, pronounced guilty in the, the big investigation that's going on. Uh, February 9th, uh, Jupiter Rochester goes rogue from Core Dynamics, which, uh, as we'll see, leads into a CG. Um, and a number of these stories are all sort of threading off of this. February 10th, takeover of Lacon Spaceways declared uh, illegal. Um, although it was mentioned that Sirius Corporation confirmed that it's it's making preliminary offers to acquire it as a subsidiary. So I guess we'll see where that goes. Uh, February 11th, uh, continuing the the Jupiter story, uh, conflict between federal forces and Jupiter division. So this was the uh, CG that's now opened up in HIP 54530. Uh, that's if you saw a mysterious permit show up in your comm panel, that's what that is. Everyone has access to go there and fight for one of those two sides. Um, February 12th, uh, the first article, uh, we saw the results from the um, Enhanced Missile Rack Initiative uh, has concluded. And uh, Liz Ryder, in addition to thanking everyone for working on this, she also mentioned... <coughs> Uh, I hope that engineers and tech brokers can continue working together on providing more options to the galactic community, perhaps foreshadowing that uh, we may see more special special things showing up as things that can be gotten from tech brokers. We absolutely will. I have to stop in. I have to yeah. jump in here, Roy, and correct you and say, say it right. It's Liz Ryder's Amazing Rack. That's how you have to refer to it. <laughs> Okay. All right. Moving right along. Uh, the second one for February 12th uh, today, Empire and Marlinists prepare for Galactic Summit. So I thought this was interesting. They're, they're, um, they're going to show up. Marlinists are going to show up as a group represented at this summit. Um, you know, and that, that could be interesting. Um, the summit's going to be on uh, Thursday, the 25th of February. So coming up uh, relatively soon. And that was all the Galnet stories. Uh, yeah, that was the, uh, good. A, a good, interesting week of, of yeah, a busy of week for Galnet. Yeah, yeah. Okay, hop in with the. Let's roll right into the community goals. We had first off last week's, which was Liz Ryder's amazing rack that succeeded at at level four out of five and was great. And now for the next two weeks, you can buy the stuff at a uh, reduced rate. You can get it for cheap, and that's awesome. But the 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 after that it will go up, but it'll still always be available. 
And as I told you last week, you know, Roy couldn't sort of confirm this by the stuff that was in the Galnet article. They hinted at it only there, but I can tell you from Frontier, they're aware that people are frustrated at missing out on that FSD in particular and other modules in general. And they are thinking through a way that they can expand this amazing rack program to maybe also include. We haven't got confirmation yet, but we know that they're very seriously looking at it. And between you and me, I would expect it to be coming. So, yay. That's good. That's that's great. Good, you know, right? Good for everybody. That's very cool that Frontier is being so accommodating. Right, Roy? I think it's a great new use for the tech broker. Absolutely. All right. So this week, CG, tell us about it, Roy. Well, this is the, the fight in uh, the aforementioned HIP system. Uh, you can fight for Jupiter Division or for uh, the Silver Legal Group, which uh, is basically that's feder- that's one of the Federation factions. So um, the reward, uh, yeah, there's the reward about outfitting getting cheaper um, for one month after whichever side wins here, and you'll get a permanent system permit if you're in the top 75%. I think maybe the more interesting thing here is, you know, what is, is there might be an interesting narrative outcome here if if uh, Jupiter somehow manages to hold onto this system and now becomes a thing. And and I know there's been a lot of speculation about what, what that thing becomes, but that might mm. be the more interesting narrative than just Federation squashes the rebel faction. So, so all right, let's take a moment to address this week's CG. Here's the truth of it. First off, part of, it's like, okay, that's an amazing story. That's cool. Big thumbs up. Huge salute. Second off, it kind of doesn't make sense in that you literally, if you, if people, for people who know and follow the BGS, you literally have a situation where the number one and the, I forget if it's number six or number seven, but it's like the number one system with like 40% of the influence is now at war with uh, some shit piddly system uh, a group that has like you know three percent influence like that doesn't match the way that the game the rules of the underlying rules of the game that that sort of doesn't match and that i i wish they would have just taken the extra step to do a little finagling there over a week ahead of time they knew what was coming they could have done a little finagling there and smooth that out to make it right but on the whole underlying thing the fact of the matter is, is Jupiter Rochester has been painted to be the bad guy here, so he's going to lose. Already, the anti-Jupiter forces are like at at like five percent or more, and the pro-Jupiter forces are at like two percent. So Jupiter's gonna lose. If you don't give a fuck about either side and you just want to get some pew-pews, get some bonds, win your thing, and get the permit for being in the top 75%, then you can go, you can fight anti-Jupiter, and you can get that. Now, me personally, I think that the pro-Jupiter side is way more interesting story, and here's why. Let me let me take a second and see if Uncle Kai can, can convince you to switch sides and fight pro-Jupiter. Here's why. I'm not saying that I think the people that wanted to kill Halsey were good people. I'm saying I think that Jupiter is a scapegoat 
And I think he's guilty. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a shitberg. And I think that, you know, I, I hope that, uh, uh, you know, as a character in the universe, ah, I hope he dies of, th- you know, of, 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 you know, getting like a bus falling on his head. But I think that he is a low level stooge, not low level. He's very high level, but he's not the highest level. I think that the real fucking mastermind of this whole scheme was Zach Hudson. And I think that when Hudson's buddy, Admiral Vincent, got caught in the whole thing it was like all right i think that i'm gonna throw this other guy who was one of the cabal i'm gonna throw him out there as the scapegoat and i'm gonna get away scot-free and i think that if jupiter were to win that would be the way more interesting story because let's look at it how it happens either way jupiter loses he gets arrested on his way to trial i guarantee you he accidentally gets murdered he's done he's he's as gone as someone who's got evidence on the clintons he's not gonna live so all right that's the end of that story boring let's say he won for a moment Okay, now he's out on his own. Maybe he's a new power play person. Maybe he is a new, maybe the Jupiter division is a new shipbuilder that starts making new stuff. Maybe he now has the opportunity from the safety of his own little kingdom to start throwing out some accusations and some dirt on the other people involved in the cabal, especially Zach Hudson. Maybe this story gets more interesting. Now, I think he's going to lose based on the fact that you can always tell on the first day that one side gets more than double the, the work of the other side. Well, that side's going to win. So chances are he's going to lose. The Federation's going to win. Jupiter's going to lose. And I'm not even saying Jupiter's a good guy. I'm saying the way this story can play out, I think would be way more interesting if Jupiter were to stay around because then he could rat out everybody else. If he gets arrested, I guarantee you he dies on the way to trial, in which case nothing to see here. Move along. So that's my thought. Tweak, you had a dot in. Let's get your uh, let's get your thoughts. Yeah, well, I agree with you. I think it'd be more interesting if Jupiter wins it. I really don't care personally either way, which way it goes. I just think in my feeble little mind, if Jupiter wins, he becomes a new shipbuilder. Maybe we get some fun new ships. But I wanted to go back to the point you made earlier in this conversation. Just just real quick point, really, where you said that BGS wise, this doesn't necessarily make sense because it's Uh the number. It's the large faction against the PID lead number two percent faction at the bottom. It's not in BGS. It might not always be about the war. I, I haven't looked at the particulars here, but if there's an asset at risk, if there's a large station that has like great outfitting or something like mm-hmm. that at risk that they could win, take away from the big guys, then absolutely this could be a big BGS thing. Right on. Okay, Roy. What do you think? If you were to, if you had a a, a, a you know a magic pen that could write down the winner of this CG, who would you pick to win and why? Oh, I just I love to see a bit more chaos here, and I just think the Federation winning story is boring. Um, it, you know, I'd rather have a malcontent uh, uh, faction that's just going to stir the pot, uh, keep going. Um, I think that's the more interesting outline. Mm. For sure. Right on. And for those of you who aren't aware of the lore, Jupiter is, uh, he's the guy, he's the older brother of the other Rochester. So he's the gay guy who, a couple years back, his husband was alleged to be cheating on him. And the family closed ranks and, and, and defend him and whatever. And he's the guy that was running that stuff. It was his little brother, who was the other Rochester, that was engaged to Ashling Duvall. And then when she was alleged to be cheating on him, 
the family like cut ties with her immediately and ended the mom is the one that ended the engagement so interesting stuff it's it's pretty it's some it's some pretty cool shit so if you guys remember go ahead has the permit lock ever been used for this way as a mechanism in a cg sort of sort of not if you recall when the initial sort of whole thing about galnet coming back happened there was a thing where we all got permits for a week for the Akinar system and after the end of the season it was a one week everyone is allowed in for the big festivities of the it's true what was it for it was for a funeral and uh <clears throat> those people that did well in the cg you know you could earn the 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 permit for forever so that you know there was that but this is this is new and this is cool yes and you you're 100 right now that now that you say that out loud i i want to mention that it's like yeah just having a permit any per- i don't care what it is just adding a permit any permit you can give me i'm in just because like give me all the i have every permit in game that is gettable with the exception of the cqc permit because fuck cqc but all of the other permits in the game i have them i went around it i made a point of going around and gathering them all i will absolutely be getting this one this week in the cg because hells yes that's the cg there's some interesting stuff does anybody have anything else that they want to add on the cg before we move on to the next thing but it seems like everybody's in agreement that it's like okay nobody here it's not that we're rooting for jupiter i think everybody here is dirty but the story is more interesting if jupiter wins i wish he would win We'll see. So that takes us to the next thing, which was the Frontier uh, Friday question and answers, except for, whoops, we didn't get any this week. So we'll skip that. And that takes us to the Elite re- elite Week Race News. That one always trips me up. There's two things on the Elite Week Race News. The first is a huge congrats to Commander Osashis for winning the 2020 Scarab Mastery Challenge. There was a whole series of challenges and he won it so that was our our uh, thumbnail this week was the the like billboard poster of him winning it and i just want to give him a huge huge salute for those of you who have not seen you can check the elite racers discord and and website stuff you can check the black mazes personal youtube channel where he has been streaming out each and every step of the uh scarab mastery challenge it was a it was a long series of races that went over week after week after week and there were different tests of you know who can do this event better who can do that event better and there were you know driving up walls and driving down canyons and doing jumps and jumping you know doing like srv parkour from this spot to that there was so much amazing shit in there and i am so uh uh impressed by the work that osashis did to win this and also the other people that were involved you had shay you had you know uh skur you had uh, uh a whole bunch of people that that were a part of the event and so a huge salute to all of them ongoing we still have we talked about it last week i did last week a special episode with alec turner and we talked about it last week on the regular show the thargoid structure scramble ends at midnight utc tomorrow so it ends sunday midnight so saturday going into sunday which means this is now friday going into saturday you still have a day to do it get involved and if you've done a run or two take another run at it see if you can 
beat your time. Get in on that. All right. So that's going to end the abbreviated sort of weekly regular show coverage. And that's going to take us into the discussion topics. Look, for those of you who've been listening for the last month, I'm sure you're aware. A couple, you know, three weeks ago or so. Frontier announced that they were delaying Odyssey, and we had some stuff to say about that. We had some criticisms that I think were valid. Some people agree, some people don't. Uh, I feel that we express ourselves well. I don't think we were overly hard or harsh, but I think that we were critical and we were focusing on some negativity that I think needed to be said. When you love someone, you tell them the truth. A family member, whatever, when they're fucking up, when a friend is fucking up, you tell them so they can get their shit together. You don't Tell them everything's great when it's not. And and I think that we expressed ourselves well. You may agree or not. And that's fine. You have the right to your opinion. But that was week one. Week two was then still continuing on that, but it was transitioning into, here's a list of th- things we think you can do to make this process better, to get us back on track. That was week two. Week three was sort of moving on, but there was still some a lot of mentions. There was a lot of references and whatever. And and I, I think, again, it was still valid because, and we will continue to sort of note as we're waiting, like we are waiting for the stuff to, to come around. However, having said that, I feel it's important to me. I want to now set that aside for a moment and and get back to the roots and and tell you guys i want to explain to all of you because i know there's a lot of new people that have come to the show our numbers have been blowing up lately like crazy um there's a lot of new commanders to the game from the epic uh uh um, sale and whatnot and there's just a lot of new sort of hype and coverage and stuff around the game and I don't want to be negative to the point of driving people away because it's like all so there's a lot of you guys that are new to our show that haven't heard the over a year of love that I've poured out on this game. So I want to take a moment, take it back to square one and readjust and put out and, and explain to you guys why I love Elite. Now for this I'm going to just say we're going to suspend the dots. It's just me and Roy and 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 Tweak. So please hop in on this for for any comments that you guys want to make as we as we go with this and we'll we'll just work it out. Right off the bat, we're going to start with point A. Why I love Elite. The very first point is Dr. K Ross. Dr. K, if you're listening to this, I love you. I want to be you when I grow up. You are an amazing human being, and I am so thankful that you are a part of the Elite Dangerous Project and the family at Frontier. Dr. K, for those of you who are new, who might not know, is a legit astrophysicist, fucking massive genius brain person who worked for CERN and then left and came to work to take a challenge working for Frontier as a computer programmer. Dr. K is a genius astrophysicist who created this whole Stellar Forge program. She was hired specifically to make a matrix that can make a galaxy. No one person has the time to make a galaxy. It's just not humanly possible. So what Dr. K did was she created the Stellar Forge, which is this big, massive program where you input 
massive amounts of information of like, these are the minerals, these are this, these are that. And then that program procedurally generates a galaxy. It makes planets and stars and moons and asteroid fields and even comets and rogue planets and rogue stars and all of these different things. Now, some of which, like the comets, the rogue planets, the rogue stars, those don't display on the game right now. I hope that those will be things that will be coming at some point in the future, and we've discussed that, but so many, they, they exist in the background, in the math, and that affects the rotation of the other planets and the, the orbits and, 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 and what, like, what types of, of systems would have what types of stars and all of these things. They're both created, but they are also aged over billions of years in a, in a computer simulation to get to the galaxy that we have now. Dr. K and the Stellar Forge created the galaxy of this game. And the galaxy of this game is something, and anyone, please feel free to jump in and correct me. I think it's unique in the history of humanity that we have a video game that has a one-to-one -one recreation with over 400 billion star systems at, that's been aged over billions of years to make a believable real galaxy that we live in yeah i don't in think this has even been created in an academic setting to this level of scale where i mean yes they've modeled galaxies and, and our galaxy in academic settings but not to where you could fly around an asteroid belt or land on a planet now to give you an idea in this in in this galaxy, there are over 400 billion star systems. Less than half of 1% of this galaxy has been discovered. In the over six years that we've been playing this game, we're literally just getting to the point of half of 1%. That means there's 99.5% of the galaxy unexplored. Now, for any of you who's played any other MMOs, I don't care if you're talking about, oh, I play World of Warcraft, well, I play Final Fantasy, well, I play uh, Albion Online, well, I play <sighs> Star Wars Galaxies or Star Trek Online. Tell me right now of an MMO that you know of that over 99.5% of the zone in the game have never had anyone set foot on. You can legit go out and be the first one to see this star, to see this planet, to see this everything. I've never seen it. And I've played MMOs pretty much all my life. Every yeah. time you go to a zone in World of Warcraft or Final Fantasy 14 or or 11 or whatever, you're unless it's the week that the thing comes out, you are going where everyone has gone before. Without everybody, there's there's never a time where you're going to see something that oh, look, I'm the first one to see this. No, everyone sees the same. Oh, okay, every 2 years they come out with here's your new 12 zones. Everyone sees them all. This game, nobody's seen over 99% of the zones. That's fucking amazing. And, and, and I need to stop and really ingrain upon you the amount of freedom that that gives you. The amount of firsts that you can get in this game that you can't get in any other game. In addition to that, these hundreds of billions of star systems, they have thousands of species that are in them that there there's all of these different things where it's like oh this is a peduncle this is the the, the spiky boy the fat boy the void heart the i mean i only know the actual proper name for like a third of them but we've seen pictures of all of these different things where it's like there 
are these weird creatures non-sentient probably i mean i think we know that we'll get to the two main sentient ones later but i would say very much probably non-sentient but they interact it's not like they're just there it's not like it's a tree in world of warcraft where it's like there's a tree what happens if you walk up to it nothing what happens if you hit it with your axe nothing what happens if you set fire to it with a spell? Nothing. It doesn't really affect it. It's just background. It's just a tree. No, no. These things, you fly next to them, and some of them, they'll be attracted to your shield. Like, oh, if you have shields on your ship, they'll come at it and discharge and, like, zap your shields away. Some of them will move away from you. Some of them will move towards you. Some of them, if you flash your lights, they'll do stuff. Some of them, if you shoot them, they'll do stuff. Some of them, if you honk, they'll do, like, they have their own rules for how they interact. Now, yeah, these I'm not saying, I'm not making the allegation that these are the sentient species, but they are not background. They're actual sort of creatures that do a thing. That's fucking amazing. There's, there, there, there's no other game that's like this. There, there just isn't. There, there never has been a game like this before it. And and like I've said before, I'm 46 years old. I started playing video games back when Pong, Pac-Man, Space Invaders came out. I've played through all the consoles. I've had computers in the past. I've never come across a game like this with a galaxy like this. And it has not been done properly after Elite Dangerous either. Nobody has been able to replicate it. Star Citizen has one system uh, probably the closest would be No Man's Sky, but it's like a comic book version of the Stellar Forge. So uh, I don't think they get enough credit for this one-to-one -one recreation that they've come up with. Uh, 100%. I would also add that there's a huge educational component here that maybe we're all experiencing by osmosis and not really realizing it, but... It's, um, you know, learning about the actual stars that are in the galaxy and uh, the all the specifications when you go into a system and you see what they all are and you start to learn, you know, where to find, where there's more likely to be habitable planets because the habitable, habitable zones vary based on the type of star and their mass and things like that. And it, it kind of reminds me, for, for anyone who knows Kerbal Space Program, mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a meme, a little graph of, uh, you know, what I know about, what I know about um, uh, orbital mechanics. And it shows a graph of like... Like, here's what I learned at school and university and my PhD. <laughs> and the graph goes up a tiny bit. And then here's what I learned at NASA. And it takes a step up and moves across. And then it's like, here's what I learned playing Kerbal Space Program. And the graph goes vertical. And yeah. I think in the same way, in terms of like stellar cartography and astrophysics and a, a lot of overlapping fields like that, astronomy and things, you learn in a very visceral sense about those things from, from navigating through them, depending on how deeply you get into exploration. I, I'd recommend look up, look up either in Reddit or the forums for um, articles and, and, and stories written by um, Jackie Silver. He did this analysis of like the names of the systems, the letter, uh, the, the little mm -hmm. letter at the end of sort of almost the end of the system name, the, that tells you the mass of the star. And, and you can sort of use that to hunt certain things if you want to find black holes or mm -hmm. neutron stars or Wolf Rayet or all these other things. There's ways to use little things they've built into the, the 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 forge, the stellar forge, to figure that out, and it all makes sense, and you actually start to learn about it. I just think that's amazing, dude. I am a let's be honest. I, for the most part, like I've been a jock through my life. I played varsity football from my freshman year. I didn't go to college. I went into the Marine Corps. I am sort of the big beefy dumb guy. That's the truth. Playing this game 
I've started, like, I, I didn't follow this stuff. I, I now watch every week I follow NASA on YouTube and I'm watching what's going on with NASA. I'm watching what's going on with SpaceX. I'm watching Anton Petrov. I'm watching What the Math. I'm watching, there There are three different brilliant, uh, brilliant uh, uh, physicists, three women that I follow every week where it's like, oh, look, she put out a new, uh, this one here has, you know, they, they, they explain mass shit. They break shit down to my dumb ass in a way that I, like, what? I have learned so much real science shit from my interests that all spark from my interest in Elite Dangerous because you have stuff like they talked about on the stargazing tour that the, the devs did on Thursday, or sorry, the community managers did on Thursday with uh, Down to Earth Astronomy, where he explained, he jumped into a system and he said, now pull up the Ori map. You see how there's six planets in this system that are all along arranged along the same orbital plane? Those planets were created in this system. You see how there are these other two planets that are way off the orbital plane? They're they're janky. Their their orbit is completely not like the other. Like two of these things are not like the others. Those two were captured planets. Those two were planets that were, you know, shot out from wherever and then were captured by the orbital gravitational field of this particular star and ended up here. And then he said, well, there are these different types of sub-brown dwarf uh, um, things. It's a new thing. Scientists previously thought that all rogue planets had to be created in a star field and then were shot out and were captured by another star field. Like if the star exploded, went supernova, whatever, sometimes you could have planets that would escape the gra gravitational effect, whatever. But then other times, now scientists are starting to do figures on stuff and saying, well, maybe some of them just form on their own and then get captured like this is all shit that i would have never had a clue about had it not been for elite dangerous like real life people are getting into real legit science and yeah okay i'm never i'm not gonna go get my fucking doctoral degree i'm i'm not that bright still but i'm interested i'm intellectually curious now in a way that i never would have been i'm just as likely to be able to tell you about the latest scientific discovery that's got the whole physics world riled up because of Anton Petrov and what the math, as I am to be able to tell you about the highlights of Tampa Bay winning the Super Bowl. Like, that's a big thing for me. And I think it is for a lot of other people, too. One, one last thing on that, just to, to highlight the visceral nature of this. I, I was reading an article on the Parker Solar Probe. This is the, the, the probe that's going to zoom closer and closer to the sun. It's one of the things that's gotten closest to the sun in terms of, you know, uh, probes like this in history. And one thing that jumped out at me was one of the stories was saying at its closest approach, it's going to come within 45 light seconds of the sun. Because I play this game, I know what for anyone who's approached a planet in Super Cruise knows what 45 light seconds actually is. Like that was for me like a really jarring moment that I had a, an actual sort of visceral sense of if you're going this fast, this is how long it takes. And that's in, in, the, yeah. in the solar system sense. That's what like how many people know what 45 seconds feels like light seconds you know yeah if you if it weren't for this game you could put a gun to my head and tell me what's ltt mean what's lhs mean i would have zero chance of answering you but now i can tell you ltt is luton's two tenths because there was this their physicist guy or uh, what do you call it uh star uh, astrologer guy that 
astronomy. Sorry, not astrology. There was this astronomy guy named Luton, L-U-Y-T-E-N, and he made this cataloging system for planets. And LTT, these are planets that move two tenths of a second in the over a period of time in the night sky. If you when you mark them, so it's like how close they are, how fast they're moving, etc. LHS, Luton's half second. These are different catalogs that he's made. Like there's all kinds of shit. That like I see stuff on the NASA websites or whatever now, I'll see a thing and I'm like, I know what that naming like means. I know what that naming scheme means. I never would have known. Like th this, this has opened up a lot for me. So I just want to, Dr. K, we love you. Stellar Forge is amazing. The, the galaxy, whatever. That is my biggest thing about this game where it, it like, I don't give a, sh show me any other game and I'll go, cool. Do you have this? Oh, you don't have that. Okay, cool. The next thing is the amazing flight model. I'm talking, A, I've played Star Citizen. I love Star Citizen. It's an awesome game slash tech demo right now, whatever. It's where it's at, whatever. But the flight model in Elite Dangerous is better than the flight model in Star Citizen for my money. And Star Citizen has the same amount of time and 10 times the amount of funding. And yet I like the one in Elite Dangerous better. The one in Star Citizen's okay, but the Elite Dangerous one, I think, is better. The flight assist off and, and all the stuff will later on when we talk about groups, you know, remind me to, to mention Newton's Gambit, but flight assist off is you can literally go full true Newtonian physics as you fly. That's fucking amazing. This game in VR, just, I don't need to say anymore. If you know, if you've seen, if you haven't, go try it, hook it up, get it, get, get, you know, find a friend who has it, do something. And, and when we're done with lockdown and we can actually go see each other in real life, go put on a VR headset and try this game with the flight model. Fucking incredible. This is the most amazing space sim. Now with regard to the combat, all of the different things you can do with combat in this game, absolutely 100% amazing, hands down. Yeah, the, and the, the flight model in this game has actually spoiled every other game for me. Being a Star Wars nut that I am since I was three years old, I went, I, Squad Star Wars Squadrons came out and it had a free play on the Xbox a month or so ago and I downloaded it. It's like free, I'll try it out. And Oh my God, I put me in an X-Wing. I was so excited, but the flight model just, I'm remapping all the buttons. I'm going up. I'm, I'm it just, nothing was working. I'm like, damn, I wish I could fly it like Elite Dangerous had it. Then this game would be cool. But since it's not, I it's put it more down and went right back to Elite. Yeah, it's much more arcadey. I went right back to Elite and never looked back again. So this game doesn't have much. This game, Let's be honest, Elite Dangerous, it's not all that great. Other than the most amazing recreation of the galaxy and the most amazing flight sim. What happens when you put those two things together? Let me tell you, boys and girls, it lets you not... <sighs> I, 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 this is going to sound so fucking nerdy, but you know what? You're my people. I'm just going to say it. You can play this as just, eh, it's a video game. I play it for a little bit, this, that, and the other, and I step in and I step out. But I think all of us that are listening to this show, you know, you play this for hours on end. You are a fucking spaceman or spacewoman playing this game. You get to be... you. For those of us that were born 2,000 years too early, you actually get to 
live as close in space. as we're ever yeah yes. as close as we're ever gonna get to living in a galaxy where we can be a spacefaring species you get to do that you get you get that gift because of the genius of uh, of of you know david braben and dr k and and lawrence and zach and 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 all of the amazing developers and everyone along the line that does this we get to be a star man we get to have a taste of that life we get to escape the bullshit sad political choices that we get these days and the meh world of lockdown and even let's be honest before lockdown like there's just so much of life that uh, of at least right now where it's like dude i go to work i do my job so that i can have my time and when i get to be in my time i want to be in elite dangerous i want to be in a cool galaxy doing neat stuff and living that life that's that's what i want all right the next thing is the lore the lore and narrative of this game are fucking top notch they're amazing so it's like okay we got the best galaxy you know we got the best zones we got the best you know universe free to live in and we've got the best flight model and combat and flying and all of that stuff but like what's the story there will be a ton of people that will tell you elite dangerous it's a mile wide and an inch deep fuck off you don't know you haven't looked it is elite dangerous is absolutely an inch deep if you don't bother to look this is not world of warcraft you don't get to a new area and you see 18 assholes with question marks over their head and then you interact with them and it gives you a quest that you can just skip 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 and then go to the place and then do the thing and then they have an exclamation park and then they point and then you come back and you turn it in this isn't that this is a story that you have to want you have to dig you have to do your homework you have to look into it i'm talking about the Thargoids, this cool alien race that has an amazing story that literally goes back to the 1984 game and even further if you really want to dig. I'm talking about the Guardians, this amazing race of these people that were an alien race. They have ruins still spread out throughout the galaxy. I'm talking about a complex, crazy historical narrative of all of these different groups and 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 the the factions the people involved alien ruins that still have things to discover and things you can find i'm talking about inra bases i'm talking about there's a whole thing project thunderchild that 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 sagai did an amazing story on where there's a human ai that's somewhere in the galaxy now that was reactivated when the thargoids came back in 33 what was it 3303 that uh you know it's just oh, amazing stuff i'm talking about uh, uh, the the wreckages there's wreckages with different stories in there including jameson's which is amazing i'm talking about a story that continues a story that goes back to the 1984 game i'm talking about the far god cult there's a whole cult of these sad wackadoodles that believe that the thargoids are coming to like purge the wickedness wickedness of humanity or whatever i'm talking about we had somebody in our discord this week said hey kai can you please highlight the halsey story what's what, what i don't understand what is somebody that's newer can you explain whatever uh look 
So President Jasmina Halsey was the president of the Federation. She was out on a fact-finding trip, whatever. She was doing her whatever. Like, you go around at different places and you talk to people and, you know, whatever. You do your PR bullshit. The admiral who was sort of in charge of, of, of her area of where she was at and the ship that she was involved with called a mechanic, told him to spike the thing. The mechanic did as he was told to try to kill her, to get her whacked so that his buddy could come in and, and be the new president. Well, the ship exploded. Everybody on it died except for her somehow, some way. Somehow, some way, she lived. And when she was first recovered, she came back and she had this amazing story about how she had been, you know, saved by the caretakers of the galaxy who had, like, saved her and, and, and whatever. And she was like, they were, you know, infinite and they were this and they were that. And she had this amazing, weird fucking story about all of that, which was like, wait, what? And they put her in a loony bin. She gets out of the loony bin and she goes, she leaves the Federation altogether and goes over to the Alliance and hangs out and starts to become a actual, like a, a, a how do I say it? Like a, a confidant and advisor to Edmund Mahan. Who knows what she saw, but she saw some weird shit, man. She saw some stuff and like, okay, that's whatever. And now that she came back to testify. She's like, oh, I don't even, you know, remember that stuff. Of course she said that. People, I've heard some story, like, like, Souverine from Blave Radio and some people have said, like, oh, I think it's kind of sad that she recanted her story. Why? I think that's very realistic. In real life, if you saw some weird shit, I saw some weird shit. I saw a UFO in the Nevada desert. Legitimately, I'm not fucking with you. I saw a UFO in the Nevada desert. Now, it turned out that a couple years later, when we saw what the new stealth uh, planes that, they, that the Air Force had, then it was no longer UFO. It was no longer unidentified. It was very fucking identified. Oh, I saw something that they had at a testing facility flying out at night. But at the time that I saw it, I was like, I don't know what the fuck that is. I didn't tell anybody at the time because I didn't want to look like a fucking lunatic. I was just like, that's weird. I don't know how to explain that. Okay. Maybe it's something the Air Force had. A couple years later, hey, it was something that the Air Force had. I'm not a crazy person. Of course she's going to keep this shit to herself. She's going to recant and deny everything. She's going to say like, I don't know what you're talking about. It was a post-traumatic stress from me being in an escape pod. Of course she, you know, whatever. Y you would too if you didn't want people to think you were crazy. You know, like people that sell tell me they saw a UFO. If the story is, I saw something in the that was moving. I don't know what it is. I believe that generally. Because it's like, okay, you saw something. It could have been fucking weather balloons, could have been gases, could have been nightlights, could have been new planes, could have been a satellite, could have been lots of things. If you tell me you saw some shit, you don't know what it is, I'm generally going to go, oh, cool story. If you tell me little green men came out and anally probed you, all right, now you show me some fucking proof, otherwise keep it moving. But like, there's legitimate things out there that are mysteries or whatever, and I think she is keeping her shit to herself. Um, but yeah, there's, there's neat stuff. There's Dav's Hope and the weird shit with that fucking base that a uh, greedy company of fucking cunts that were like, oh, there was a cave-in? Ooh, that's gonna cost us money. Just close shit up and leave those people down there to starve to death. What? To put that's a cool, weird story of like corporate <clears throat> greed and like just being like shitty to the to the common workers or whatever. There's neat, weird 
dark stories. You've got Gan Romero, similar to the Halsey story. He went crazy and was seeing lights out there and was something was calling to him, so he stole a ship and went out looking for it. There was a whole cool series of articles in, in Galnet about it. You got stuff like, you know, the Formidine Rift and the secret, there's a group called the Club that are these complete assholes that are like uh, trying to like pull all the strings. They're the Illuminati, basically. They're evil asshole dicks and they're, they're doing stuff. And they had this whole system where they were going to seed an area that if shit went south, they were going to relocate and save themselves and leave all of us fucked. That's super amazing. Yes, Broken Wand. There was a settlement where there were people were abducted from it. Uh, and there was another, there's another settlement. I forget where the location is where literally the guy has this story about an alien abduction and like he was abducted and then brought back and he's like, nobody believes me. Everybody thinks I'm crazy. And then like the like the second or third time and then he was abducted again, like never came back. And then people believed, but it was too fucking late to do anything. There's Raxla, the oldest mystery in the history of gaming, like continual mystery that's still whatever, that's still alive and well, the story of a weird alien interdimensional gateway of so or something. There's the generation ships, absolutely. There's all kinds of locations and cool stories. So the people, if you've listened to me ramble like a crazy person for the last 10 minutes, the people that tell you there's no story in Elite, tell them to go fuck themselves. Roy, get in on this. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I've only been playing a year. I played the 1984 game and was enthralled even by the little bits of lore that were in that. Um, but I am nowhere near the bottom of this rabbit hole. Um, I, I'm, I'm still working my way through, uh, Drew Wegar's lore tour on YouTube. Um, I've, I've watched a bunch of Guru951 and Matthias's videos. Mm -hmm. Uh, there is just, it's, it's like, um, like, yeah, the rabbit hole in Alice in Wonderland. And this one feels like it's 10,000 feet deep and all these branches going out from it. And and lots of people in different discords um, chasing these things down to this mm -hmm. day, to this yeah. day. So lots of fun, weird stuff to get into. And it's it's one of many reasons why I really like exploring in this game is the the, the chance of stumbling across some more of this stuff. Tweet. Yeah, the lore, I mean, you don't get full-length novels written by legit authors if there's no lore in a game. <laughs> you just don't. And and there, there's the easy lore to find, the Dav's Hope and all that stuff that everybody knows. But when you stumble, when you're out and about and you stumble upon something and you get some audio logs and, and you're sitting in your living room at 1 o'clock in the morning, it's dark, and you're hearing all these sound effects and some woman crying, and you're like, man, this shit is good. Yeah. If you if you dig and you find this stuff, this game has the deepest lore of of almost any game I've ever played. Almost. How about how about within the last six months there was that weird site that was found? This was uh it was after it was found around Thanksgiving time. It was found after Halloween, but like only like two or three weeks. So it was like between Halloween and Thanksgiving, a new listening post was found that led to a new base that no one had discovered before. The first guy found it and I was there the next day like, I want to see what's going on with this. And so I went and there was a crazy ghost story of these guys landed on a planet and they found a weird abandoned mining base. And they went in there and they were like, 
this is weird. Why would somebody leave? There's no records. There's no anything. And then they start digging into stuff. And then like, somebody's here. Somebody's screwing with us. Somebody's hiding and they're making noises. People have seen them, whatever. Then as the story progresses, it goes to the, you know, over like log one, two, three, four, five. By the time you get to the end of log five, it's like, they're literally like, there's a ghost here. It's killing all of the people. It's making us insane. Don't send any rescue. I'm the last one alive, and I'm about to walk out the airlock and just die in space because I'm not putting up with this shit. And they, they literally sent out a message saying, don't come here. Cordon off this planet. <laughs> Holy shit, man. And that's a random story that nobody found. It was the Halloween story. That wasn't the Halloween story. That was just some random shit we found three weeks after Halloween. What? So. Yeah, those people that say that Elite Dangerous has a story that's that has a, a story that's a while uh, a mile wide and an inch deep, that's cool. If you're dumb or lazy, it will be an inch deep. If you dig, that rabbit hole goes way way deeper, my friends. So <clears throat> now that we've covered that, next up, things that you can do that are sort of out there that are different. I'm talking about, let's just take racing, for example. The Buckyball Race Club, the Elite Racers, the Speed Bowlers, the Scarab Mastery stuff, which is kind of a, an offshoot of Elite Racers that works with both Elite Racers and Buckyball Race Club. There are very cool groups out there that are constantly racing, that are using these amazing flight models and driving models and things that you can do and are setting up cool events all the time we just talked about two of them not 20 minutes ago that are current from this week amazing amazing other you've got bgs the fact that <clears throat> you can through a series of things apply to take over a group and and get your own group in the game with you and your you know a group of friends and then start the process of trying to take over your little bit of the galaxy or there's nothing stopping you if you get a big enough group and work hard enough for long enough of taking over and owning every system in in the galaxy every system you know that has a, an outpost you could do it do i think it's possible i mean no because it's too hard but i mean yes it's absolutely possible do i think anyone will ever do it no because people will come and fight against you and that's fucking cool the fact that you're literally interacting in a real galaxy this way with other people now, yeah, there are other games that do this. Uh, you know, Eve is very, very noted for it. Albion has it where it's like, okay, these are this is my territory. That's your territory. We fight. We try to take over each other's stuff, whatever. Yeah, and that's not unique to Elite, but it is an amazing thing in Elite that a couple, there are a handful of other games that sort of have. Most games don't, though. Most games don't have a sandbox where you can really take over it. In most games, you got the WoW model, where if you're from Orgrimmar, that's your area, and you own that area. If you're from Stormwind or Ironforge, that's your area. No matter what you do, you can go in there and kill all the guards from Orgrimmar. They're gonna respawn in a cup in a you know an hour or whatever and whatever. But you can't actually own Orgrimmar. You can't take it over for realsies. You can in Elite. You can in a handful of other games as well. But it's it's an amazing, very cool thing that Elite has. The BGS, that's where I come into play here, I think. When I bought this game, I bought it because, ooh, spaceships. I get to fly a spaceship and maybe shoot some things. When I was brought into a little player group and, and they showed me, look, you can uh, play a player-made faction and you can do missions for them and and oh you can expand them from one system to another and and you can cause a war and you can cause them to retreat and oh my god did it open my eyes up and i was like wait i can actually influence 
the game, like like legit leave my mark on the game and it's going to stay there, that that totally changed Elite Dangerous for me right in that moment. The BGS to me is so underrated in this game that it's more intricate than you could imagine. It's always changing. It's always a learning experience. And and it's just there. I, I would disagree. I have never played. Now, obviously, I've never played EVE, but I don't know of any other game that has a BGS model as intricate as what Elite Dangerous does. So, yeah, Eve Eve does, but it, I mean, that's literally, Eve does, but it, it also, Eve has a system that is nowhere near as large as Elite. Like, you know, Eve basically has, Eve is basically, imagine if you have the bubble and then you have case, but, you know, you have like wormhole space that is, you know, anything outside of the bubble. But yeah, it's, but it's amazing and it's awesome. And I'm looking through the chat and I'm seeing so many things that I even forgot to mention. When I was talking about alien ruins, I forgot to mention, oh yeah, there's these Stargoid ruins where you can go in there and take certain pieces and feed them into a machine and get a weird map of a galaxy that pops up, but it's not our galaxy, but we don't know what galaxy it is. What the fuck does that mean? You take a guardian relic to it and you pop that in the machine. It goes nuts and starts trying to attack you and it tries to, it wants to explode. It goes, it's like, it goes wackadoodle. Like what? There's, there's so many cool things. There's data logs in the guardian ruins that you can get like the whole history over a course of all of these different logs of like their, their society and hear about how they, you know, went and you know grew and again and and evolved and how their society worked and the different caste system that they had and then how they encountered the thargoids and they had a war and they beat the thargoids and then they made these ais and they turned around and started then using genetic warfare against each other and then eventually someone made the mistake of hooking up their ai to their version of the internet and the ai immediately said oh these assholes all gotta go and the ai then killed them off because they were like yeah you guys are bad and so they ate their own creation killed them and then said all right we're gonna fuck off now and go hide somewhere else in the galaxy maybe they're the caretakers that halsey found maybe they're the ones that that were drawing gan romero maybe not maybe there's some other group out there we don't even know there's amazing there's stuff like the sap eight course we don't know what that does there's a thing that you can find. It's very hard to find. You have to find very certain weird codenamed couriers and go out there and rob them and, and then take their stuff. And then it gives you this container that's called a SAP-84. And when you click on it, like, what's this? It's a, it's a special container that's set up with a security protocol. It's a security atomic protocol, eight core, whatever. It's basically set up that if you try to open the box not the right way, it will explode with a small thermonuclear detonation and destroy the internal contents. We don't know what it does. We don't know how to open it. We don't know what it leads to. Someday, somehow, some way, someone will figure out how to open it and what it does and then whatever there's secret commodities and weird things out there that are not part of the like even what people know there's rares which are also very cool weird things that have a story behind them but there's also secret things that people where it's like oh this is forbidden technology research what's that do i don't know nobody does i've researched it nobody does there's crazy shit out there that is so amazingly deep about the bgs is, uh -huh. i'm no expert on it um maybe enough to be helpful, but that's about it, is it uses the same uh, tools that when you're first starting playing, it's like, oh, here's a mission board. I can get credits or I can get this thing. And that's like enjoying that on one level. As soon as I learned about like, oh, 
That's the same tools you can use to manipulate what goes on in a system by your choices of missions and how they relate to the state that the system is in. That was kind of mind-blowing for me. That, that felt like a huge secret, that the same things that all kinds of people are sort of randomly using, use them in the right way, in the right order, for the right amount of time, and mm. you can make stuff happen. And it's the same tools. I thought that was super clever game design. Tweaked, you were trying to say something too, so I wanted to let you hop in. Okay. Yeah, I was just to say, I've heard you going an awful long ways down this list, but I think you've missed something. Oh, there's a lot more I'm about to get to. Oh, I know, but but, but engineering, and and I'm going to combine the engineering with the shipbuilding. Now, I know everybody says, wait, engineering, engineering blows, man, that sucks. Yeah, it's a grind, but what it really gives us is unlimited customization of our ship with the flight model and then the engineering and, and the shipbuilding in this game. You can modify your ships to feel so different with the different uh, blueprints of engineering that you use. I've never experienced another game like it again. I know I'm saying that a lot, but there's a reason I've got 3,000 hours in Elite Dangerous. It's uh, it's just unreal. You you change your thrusters from clean drives to dirty drives on your crate, and it's going to fly different. You can feel the difference. It's not superficial. It's just amazing the level of customization we have. Absolutely. You're entirely right. It's a. It's just, again, it goes back to an extension of that whole flight model where there's so much customization you can do that's amazing. Now, the next up, we've got the, the varied game loops. You've got, let's just look at combat for a moment. For combat, you've got mission combat. So you can do like assassination mission, or you could do a, a like a, 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 what do you call those? The slaughter missions. You can do whatever. Massacre. You could do massacre. You could do Hazrez combat, which feels different than CZ combat. They're two various different things. Yeah, absolutely. You can do AX combat, which feels entirely different from any of the other ones that I've already mentioned. You can do even even the different levels of CZs, a low CZ to a high CZ are totally different feels to them. Yes, you can do PVP combat, which is unlike anything that we just mentioned of any of the previous monster. ones. It's a whole different world. <laughs> and it's there's a different meta and there's all kinds of different rules. Try taking out pack hounds and a fucking SLF and watch how quick all your PVP buddies are like, whoa, whoa, foul. Like there's different rules and you want to know about them. There's and there's there's two different types of PVP. There's consensual PVP, which is like two combat pilots going at each other, and there's non-consensual PVP. And even of that, there's multiple flavors. You've got gankers, you've got griefers, you've got uh, uh, seal clubbers, and then you've got non-consensual PVP. Like, for example, if you enjoy non-consensual PVP in Shinrada and you're going after cutters and vets, I don't think that that is in any way... I mean, that shares some similarities with the people that are going after Sidewinders in the noob zone, just coming out of the noob zone, but it's not. It's different. It's a different flavor. There's all of these different whatever. And then in addition to that, there's CQC. That's a whole other 100% consensual. Nobody loses any assets. It's all joyful and whatever until you get your dick put in the dirt over and over and over by the same like 10 guys that are. What's that one guy that he just kills everybody constantly? I forget his name. Uh, he's the one that Chig is always like, oh, get you one day. Uh, Musketeer. Musketeer. And, and he's got like three alts that have weird names. He's got one that's like, I don't know. But like, you. All of those different types of combat that I just mentioned, mission combat, Hazrus combat, CZ combat, AX combat, PVP combat, CQC combat, 
all different games, all entirely different from each other. I mean, Hasrez and CZ, similar in some ways, but but different still a lot. And and AX completely different and the, like just completely different. Look at mining. You've got laser mining, you've got subsurface mining, you've got core mining. And for my money, laser mining, oh, it's boring as fuck. Point at rock, you win. But like, okay, fine, whatever. That's mm, okay. I hope they would maybe do something. I love the laser mining in 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 Star Citizen. There's a thing where it's like you gotta adjust the lasers up and down, and it, it there's a mini game that has complexity that has fun. I hope that at some point maybe ah, elite will look ah. into laser mining and whatever you don't have to like it it's not your thing okay that's fine subsurface <laughs> mining is a lot more fun subsurface mining is way more fun and core mining is way more fun both of those two i think are the more engaging mining because they, they do are. have a mini game they and they do require thought and activity and you can't but, do but, it while half asleep but i contend that laser mining has a place because it is almost relaxing i can go out there throw some tunes on and just kind of chill and okay. I don't have to stress out about anything. So I think it needs to kind of stay the way it is. It has a purpose. Okay, fine. In addition to that, though, there are other types of mining that people don't even really generally acknowledge. You've got map mining and has-res mining. And, and, and they both, you know, have different aspects to them, which are like, okay, this is interesting and different. And then there's a lot of overlap with those two. There's a lot of map has-res mining, you know, there there is. But like... These are all different flavors of just one aspect mining. Look at, you've got mission running, the vast amount of different, mission running basically covers just about everything in the game. And in addition to the standard missions that you have, where you have combat missions, you have trucking missions, you have passenger missions, you have all of these different things. In addition to that, you have these weird stuff with like tip-offs and like missions that generate when you're out in the world where just somebody will be like, hey, my ship is broken, come get my stuff. There is so much stuff there. You got trucking. That's just your standard space truckers. You got your hauling shit. Buy stuff at A, take it to B, sell profits. You got passenger missions, and those are, you know, you got different types of them. Some of them are like way long distances, and some of them are just take me from A to B. Some of them are, you know, take me to a sightseeing spot, whatever. You've got exploration. That entire gameplay loop that we talked about in the amazing one-to-one -one recreation of the galaxy, all of the stuff that's there. You've got power play. Uh, I think that one needs some work, but it's there. It's a thing they can they can improve on. They can make better over time. There's a lot of basically what I'm just saying is there's a lot of different ways you can play this game. Next up, we got content creators, and I broke this up into two groups: podcast and non-podcast. Because you're listening to a podcast, so obviously this is kind of this is my world. This is what I'm interested in. Off the top of my head, I can tell you 12 different podcasts that are ongoing right now. You've got That's us, insane. Elite Week, okay? We're every Friday night, and we're here for you. And we do all the news of the show, of, of the game. We, we tell you everything you need to know about the game. You got Sagai Magazine. Sagai Magazine comes out once a month. They do both a PDF version and a podcast. They are the best overall news source for the game if you just started listening and, and you're like wait what's this sag or i've just started playing uh, you don't know what sagai magazine is go back and listen to once a month for 
years of this game. Go it's back and listen. It's a great way to get the history of the universe, really, going 100%. back all the way to the beginning of SAG A and coming up through. It's a great history lesson. 100%. SAG I Magazine, the podcast, the magazine, whatever. Yeah, I, I tell people, and I, I'm not lying, if there's a new Elite Week out and a new SAG I, go get the SAG I first and listen to it, and then we'll be here when you're done. Come, come to us. They are better than us. I'm not even trying to hide that fact. They are the best, the gold star. They're not the best podcast that I've heard in a, about Elite Dangerous. They're the best podcast that I've heard about any game anywhere in the history of me being a gamer. Okay. After that, after that, you got Galnet News Digest, the amazing Watherspoon and Beetlejuice, Beetlejude. Jesus, they are just the best. <laughs> Watherspoon. You know, for years. And he was spinning bullshit when there was nothing. When there was no story going on in the galaxy, he was making stories and making them interesting and fun and cool. And now that there are stories in the game, now that he has actual legit material to work with, he is doing it several times a week and doing it, the, the two of them, Watherspoon and Beetlejuice, are doing it just better than anyone. There, they do. Unlike our show, our show is you know two hours of you know the full whatever. Their show is little five minute, eight minute hits that have like just pertinent information and here's the stuff and it's witty and it's dark and it's you know they they take the shit out of everybody they take or the piss out of everybody and they do it better than you can just just yes go right now get on Galnet News Digest get on that Lave Radio. They do basically the same as we do. It's the but they've been doing it. They've been doing it since the game started. They've been doing it since it was in Kickstarter. Uh, they're the the old school Brits, and they're amazing. And I love them. Guard Frequency. Guard Frequency is more a Star Citizen podcast than an Elite Dangerous podcast. And most shows they might you know talk about Star Citizen for twenty minutes and maybe talk about Elite for five or ten and like okay whatever. But they're there and they're it's good. It's quality stuff. I love the guys. I especially don't don't tell the other ones, but my favorites are for sure Ken Shadow and 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 Henry Romulan Nail. So like, but but Tony's great. Jeff is great. The show is great. They're amazing and I love it when they get guests on. I love Skiffy when he's when he's on. I love it when they have Watherspoon on. It's it's good stuff. Flight Assist Podcast. Now that's a whole different, that's unlike any of the other ones that we've just mentioned, because that's not a lot about Elite Dangerous per se. That show doesn't talk about the game Elite Dangerous. It talks about and interviews the players and player groups of Elite Dangerous. So it is an indirect telling. Unlike the other shows, which everything else that I've mentioned talks about a topic or a story in the game, that show is just, we're going to interview Kaizen this week. We're going to interview uh, uh, Alec Turner this week. We're going to interview Father Bill. And then they'll literally say, tell us your stories about the game. So it's more about certain people that have played the game and indirectly about the game. But it's not a like up-to-the-date news source or whatever. It's more timeless. coming at it from a... Yeah, it's timeless and it's coming at it from a, a sort of Barbara Walters interview standpoint, which is very cool. It's a very different thing. Go check it out. You've got Loose Screws. They are uh, uh, an American, another American podcast that sort of do similar to what we do. They talk about the news and the goings on of the week of, of that week. You've got the Fatherhood News, a short form sort of news 
podcast that's like five minutes, seven minutes long that that it goes and it's like this is a sort of a, a daily like five times a week. This is the show of 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 what's going on here. And they have a, a narrative and they have it's a, it's a more in universe telling of like a short news clip of whatever. You've got Radio Al Gareb, which is part of the Sidewinder Syndicate, whatever. That's the one that I talked about that they just interviewed Boss Lady B. They just started up their second season this week with an interview of Boss Lady B. And this guy has this weird, cool story that he's telling that's serialized. That's this story of like he's been time traveling and whatever. And I'm not sure exactly all of the whatever, but I got my mind around a good bit of it. I've listened to like the last like 10 or so episodes and it's like it's it's cool shit you've got hutton orbital radio that they you know the hutton truckers it's their their private sort of group their 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 player minor faction group and 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 the stuff about them and and the shenanigans they get up to you've got beyond dockers which is uh very rude very crude fart humor sex humor it's there was uh it's just the the, the it was two episodes ago there was the one about the they went, they sent this like mutual of Omaha type, whatever, where the dude's back at the system uh, in the back of the station and he's safe. And, but they send out the, the, the girl and she's there like live, whatever. And she basically ends up with like 20 gallons of, uh, Yeti cum all over her. Like it's rude and crude and disgusting and fucking hilarious. And the 11 year old boy in me loves that shit. Cause it's just, it's, it's just stupid. And I laugh at the dumb stuff and it's, it's raunchy. I'm telling you right now, if you're classy at all, don't listen to that. You're not going to like it. But if you're like me, if you're an idiot, you're going to fucking love that show because it's hilarious and dumb. Wear it with earphones. Don't wear it. Don't listen to that with in, in the office at work. Don't listen on the bus. Don't listen with the wife and kids in the car. Listen to that with earphones on. But like, great. Like, look at all that. And then you've got Alita cast in Spanish. So, you know, if you speak Spanish, check that one out. Like, yeah, good stuff. Content creators. Oh, real quick, do you guys want to hop in at all on the podcast? Yeah, love it. And and it, when you net list off that many, uh, I've been listening to almost all of these for years now, and you list them off like that. Like, wow, I didn't realize I listened to so many of these. I challenge you to name me another game that has that kind of a community around it. I've never heard of one. I've never seen it before. I absolutely love Sagai and get very excited whenever I see a new episode has been released. I've been listening to Lay for years, Loose Screws for, well, probably a couple of years now anyways. And, and yeah, it's just, I challenge you to find a community with better con con content creators than Elite Dangerous has. Yeah, I would I would just add that several of the podcast creators you've listed and I think several of the content creators you're going to list all have discords and communities behind them. This is the first game right. I've yep. played MMOs before and it was just a different experience with community. It was much more transactional, you know, getting people together for a raid or whatever. And and this this is like these are the people family with now. You know? This is family. I mean, yeah. at Opix, we have a Discord of over a hundred and I mean, we have a hundred and I think last count was hundred and six on Xbox and a handful on PC, and we have more than that in our Discord. And honestly, we've kind of become a close knit family. We talk about things in our personal lives, and when somebody's down with something, you know, we we talk about it. And it's just this is more than just friends playing a game. Now we've become lifelong friends some of these guys i've been flying with for three four years now is the, these are lifelong friendships at this point 
Absolutely. Now, speaking of the other non-con, non-podcast content creators, look, when you get to news, there's, there's three things, there's three sites you got to kind of keep your eyes on. You got to be paying attention to the Burr Pit every Friday, their Witch Space News. You got to be paying attention to Hello Dave, which is Down to Earth Astronomy every Monday, his weekly news. And you got to be paying attention to Obsidian Ants 3307 now. It was 3306, right? It's 3307 in game now. 07. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he just changed the name of the series. So yeah, like now. You know, Burr Pit is every Friday. Obsidian Ant, or uh, 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 Down to Earth Astronomy is every Monday. Obsidian Ant is just whenever. Some weeks you won't get one. Some weeks you'll get two or three. You know, sometimes it'll come on a Monday, sometimes on a Thursday. It'll just come when it comes. But be subscribed to those three for news. And for <clears throat> for non-news, you, you have so many. When you talk about for YouTube, you know, the Burr Pit, which we already said, Down to Earth Astronomy, we already said Plater. You've got the pilot. If you want to talk about lore, let's talk about Drew Wagar. Let's talk about Guru 951. Let's talk about Mattias. Those three guys right there that I just mentioned, subscribe to their channels. You want to go down a fucking tinfoil rabbit hole. It's awesome. Holy <laughs> shit. You're talking about A, a professional author, Drew Wagar, who will give you actual, <clears throat> you know, from the lore Bible stuff that like he, like, okay, this is how this happened. This is how that happened. With regard to Guru951 and Mattias talking about two stone cold geniuses on all of the tinfoil theories and whatever that they do videos that are like, oh, we're going to explain this mystery and that mystery and they'll show you clips of stuff. And this is said here and that is stuff here. And there's some shit that will turn your ass white. You will see it and be like, whoa, that is a thing. And they give you locations where you can go and see for yourself fucking amazing and then you've got guys like the mechanic man who does his videos where it's like <clears throat> walking around and, you know in lore like doing <sighs> like he's doing like it's like a vr video so it's his guy and he's you know traipsing around the universe and getting into fucking adventures and it's cool shit you got people like you know ascorbius and Terjan that do these story and 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 uh, who's the third guy it's, it's the, the three guys from uh whatchamacallit it's uh hawk uh, uh and 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 Scorpius and Terjan, and they do these cool. Some of them are more serious, like a, a, a serialized story. Some of them are just fucking silly and hilarious. And they have these cool in-universe stories and things. When you talk about Twitch, Boss Lady B and WK Jez, two of our castmates. They are not here today. They're doing uh, that whole uh, stream thing with the, the the charity thing that we're going to talk about here in just a little bit. But like. Yeah, but they're amazing streamers. You've got Frontier. They do their own streams multiple times a week as, as well as special events. You've got people like DH397 who does every Saturday morning, Sunday morning. He does like several streams a week where it's like a six hour long stream where it's very chill. You come, you listen to music, you talk to him. He runs missions, he does stuff. And he is very cool and will answer questions about like, oh, well, what's this? Uh, how do you have that set up? What do you have this? Oh, you have this voice pack. You have this thing. You have that thing. And he'll, it's like just so helpful, so cool, so interesting. Um, you got Papadopoulos and Enterprise and Crispy Tater Todd and Mouth for the Wind and Pixie Wifey and Father Bill and Orange Phoenix and Grinning Crow. All like just tons of cool different 
people. You can go on Twitch at any hour of the day, basically, and pull up and look for people playing Elite Dangerous and see something cool and see something interesting. Every one of the ones that I just mentioned there are absolutely quality, 100%. But for every one that I mentioned there, there's 50 others, some of which I know, some of which I don't. Go check them out. You'll know. You'll watch for a little bit, and you can tell which ones are good and which ones aren't. Um, when it comes down to the community, you've got things like like the Dark Wheel Project that we're doing. That's a, I, I mean, I know I'm biased, but I think it's fucking amazing. It's a huge, it's, I think, the biggest single project that's been done in this game that's a concerted effort on a weird sort of we're all coming together to support one project. It's so many different groups have shown support over it over time and have done all of this stuff. And we're trying to answer the oldest mystery in video gaming history. And I just am so proud to be a part of it. Um, I'm definitely not the biggest part of it. I am just a piece of it. A lot of people will say like, oh, that's the Dark Will thing. That's Kai. It's not Kai. That's Kai is one very small part. It's more Wolf Dragon these days. And 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 the guys of the the Black Sky Legion and, and the, the guys of the, the Rabbit Hamster Squad and the people that are pulling it. There's like 25, 26, I lost track, different discords that literally we post the daily orders and they pull from that and they go out and do it. There's people that pull it from the, uh, what do you call it? The forums that they're like, ah, we don't do discord, but they do it. There are so many people out there that are getting it done day after day and i'm just so proud to be just a little piece of that this is not my thing this is our thing you've got things like the distant worlds events and the the deep space support array right now that has different uh uh, uh fleet carriers stationed all over the galaxy for people as like rest stops little emergency pit stop places you've got the elite week discord community i'm gonna stop right now and plug it in every episode of this show whether it's on a podcast or in anywhere or on the youtube you will see a link for the elite week discord go click on that go join that discord it's you're, you're talking about two and a half thousand people and there's so many different channels do not be overwhelmed by the fact that there's too many channels that's on purpose mute the ones that don't apply to you if you don't give a shit about like you sign up for stuff don't be in the pc room or the pc room if you're on playstation don't be in the xbox room if you're on playstation like get the ones that you're interested in and you know maybe you want the memes maybe you don't maybe you're interested in there's star citizen channels there's channels on all of the different parts of the dark wheel project there's channels on like news and and there's channels on real space and 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 elite art and elite images and there's forum channels and there's exploration and real science and whatever mute the shit that doesn't like pertain to you collapse down the trees down to just the stuff that you're interested in and enjoy it there's there's stuff in there and i don't care what it is you're interested in, whether it's mining combat exploration anything there are channels where people can answer your questions and get in on stuff and there's there's people where it's like hey this is a looking for group where you can just go and hang out and then say like hey i want to go do this thing and find other people that want to do this thing with you um and we're not the only one well i mean i think we're the best because i'm biased because it's fucking hot 
ours. But you got the Burr Pit has their group. You got Later's got his group. You got Down Earth Astronomy's got his. All these people have their own discords, as Roy was saying. And there are just so many amazing communities. I think you should be a part of ours. But I think you should also look at other ones and find, oh, I want to be part of the AX community. I want to be part of the Fuel Rats. I want to be part of the Hull Seals. I want to be part of Operation Ida. I didn't even mention those. This Fuel Rats, they help people out to get fuel. The, the Hull Seals, they help people out who need hull repairs. Operation Ida, they repair the stations that are being attacked by terrorists and or aliens, mostly aliens, but sometimes terrorists. The, uh, Operation, uh, the AXI and the Hand and the Hive, those are three different groups of uh, um, um, anti-Xeno combat groups that they do different forms in different ways and different whatever of anti-Xeno. You've got the Fleet Carrier uh, what is it? Fleet Carrier Owners Club? Fleet Carriers Owners FCOC, where it's the Fleet Carrier, whatever, where it's literally a whole Discord where it's just about anything you could ever wonder about a Fleet Carrier and questions and people that have lists and maps and here's where you mine and here's this and here's that and here's a whole long list of all these registered carriers and here's where you can hop on a, you know, get basically the shuttle bus to Colonia or the shuttle bus to the bubble or the shuttle bus to whatever the CZ is this week or the shuttle bus to the, 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 the what do you call it, the Crystal Fields or whatever all of these amazing sort of communities and sub communities and while we're talking about the communities there's also community charity which is a huge thing as i said boss lady b is not here because right now she's in the middle of a stream where she is there's an organization called one tree planted you raise money and then for every dollar you raise they plant a brand new tree somewhere they aggregate all of this and and you know you get enough that you can do it on the cheap and they they just help to try to reforest after wildfires or or in areas where you know you just you need trees uh i want to say boss lady said hey i'm doing this thing and it's a huge thing and you know I i'm i'm working on this and she posted it in the promote your thing she didn't even come to me which she should have boss lady i know you're gonna hear this come to me next time she didn't come to me she was just like well i'm just gonna post it here like everybody else in the promote my thing and hopefully someone will come and donate and whatever well I saw it and immediately I put it in our news thing to say like, hey, man, everybody, I support the hell out of this. This is a great charity by great, you know, with great people doing work on a great charity. Please support this if you if you can, if you have any, whatever. I donated it to it myself. Um, but uh, let me tell you right off the bat, Servidian, one of the members of our Discord community and and <clears throat> and a friend of mine and and a friend of the show he saw that and he was like, yep, okay, cool. And he went and donated $500 to that. That's 500 wow. fucking trees. So I wanted to stop and give some love and a huge salute to Boss Lady B and the other people that are doing this one tree at a time or whatever the hell the name of that, that thing is. Um, and, and also a huge salute and much love to Servidian who just went above and beyond and he donated way more than I did to One Tree Planted. But uh, I'm just a poor boy. But uh, yeah, like <laughs> just the, 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 there's so much stuff. WK Jez, uh, he has done multiple charity streams for very, very cool, you know, things. So many charity streams from Plater with his British Thyroid Cancer Society to Frontier with their um, it's the what's the name of gamer effect or game game special effect special effect and uh, which is like a british thing which is like helping like sort of handicap or differently abled people like 
be able to get access to gaming, whether it's like helping them with special connections for, um, you know, like being able to work it, you know, if you can't use your hands as well, or if you can't use your feet as well, or just whatever. There's all, there's a whole range of differently abled sort of people that have their don't whatever they have their thing but there's technology technological solutions for almost all of it and these guys work with people but like Plater with his his cancer thing where like for years every year he does a big 24-hour stream and and they raise lots of money for the thyroid cancer society whatever and they use that to get like they literally have a like for almost all of these things there's concrete like Plater every year he's like hey we raised x amount of pounds and they did this for every the for every like four pounds we create they make an information packet or whatever and it's like it has all of the stuff for testing and this that and the other so he's like we raised x amount of pounds that is y amount of information package like there's legitimate actual results and i don't mean to be blown smoke up our own ass but because like it is the thing with every game i don't care what podcast or what YouTube content creator or Twitch content creator, they will say on any game, they will be like, the thing that I love most about World of Warcraft is our community. The thing that I love most about this is our... Yes, everyone says their community is great. I've been in multiple different communities. I can't tell you of one that I can recall that was as that did as many cool, different, varied, and the amount of charity things as this elite dangerous one has that's just me uh, i'm not saying i'm not talking shit on other stuff but i am saying that our community is pretty fucking awesome i think there's two other categories that sort of Do between it. content creators and community and we probably don't have time because they're a whole rabbit hole in themselves but one is um non-visual content creation i'll call it that and that's things like the stories we've been reading from Unisakashiro and and we're about to do again from mac winston just looking into inara's logbooks archive there are over 1700 pages where each entry is a different author just let that sink in for a minute there's like more content there than you could probably read in a lifetime and some of it is full-on like authors and writers writing short stories and you know novel length stuffs people just musing about trips they're taking in the game and and everything in between um so there's that there's that and a, and a lot of it is very high quality and then the other category is like it's a different kind of content creation is all the people that are writing third-party tools for this game on their own time uh, and and we've mm-hmm. talked about those in the past and that's a huge huge mm-hmm. resource and a huge sort of passion project for so many people uh and 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 really so amplifies people's experience with this game i want to take two seconds out first off you're absolutely 100 right but i want to take 10 seconds out right now and just off the top of my head list some shit if you're brand new to elite and you're like wait what um google this shit ready number one inara.cz i-n-a-r-a.cz it's like your one spot one stop shopping for all the news that you could possibly want to find the next one, eddb.io. So that's Echo Delta Delta Bravo.io. That right there is sort of like a shorter stripped down version of Anara. But between the two of them, that has your all of your database needs covered. EDB, eddb.io is way easier to get into super quick and just like, okay, Anara, whoo, that takes, there's a learning curve to Anara. That takes a little bit of whatever. But over time, that will be the one that's way deeper and way more has access to stuff. But you can find 
find anything. Oh, where's the place where I can find this commodity to buy? Or where's the place where I can sell it for the best price? Where's the place where I can find an interstellar factor? You know, the lawyers there to pay off your, your crime set. Oh, where's the place that I can find an, this engineer or that engineer or this thing or that anything other than, you know, where's the nearest rack slot? They got you covered, man. They, they will show you anything and everything. And in there, they can. there's a place where you can link your account and it'll keep track of the stuff that you have and where you're at and what's going on. And there's, there's like Roy was just saying, that's the one where they also have thousands of people's stories stories where it's like okay here's a, these cool little slice of life anywhere from that to some of them some of them it's a weird little slice of life journal and some of them it's approaching an actual professional novel it's fucking crazy um <clears throat> you got like matt layman who wrote like 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 three or four actual fucking novels that continue sort of the salome story they're unofficial they're whatever but drew wagar the writer of this official salome stories gave him an endorsement of pimping his shit so it's not shit level quality it's free novels that you can get that are interesting that continue that story and i highly recommend that you look into that in addition to that you've got on other programs you've got stuff like you've got ed engineer that help you with keeping track of all of your engineering stuff you've got uh uh ed uh, uh what is it eds the star map you've got uh EDSM. Yeah. edsm there you go ED, the star map you've got there's 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 dozens of different programs you've got ed hud mod and you've got like it's just just so much just captain's log and 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 what is it ed cartographer yeah it's just, ED just metrics is a yeah, great one so so many ed recon oh oh the, the granddaddy uh uh what is it ed the, the data the main database edmc elite dangerous market connector that is one overall sort of ui in like interface program that has i don't know fuck 50 different little things that you can plugins. okay i want to get this plugin that works with that that plugin so you 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 get edmc and then you get the nine different plugins that work that you know that do what you want and then you have this cool little thing that adds so much right on your hud yeah just just amazing. Um, real quick, I want to bring Roy in and tweaked in on, on on this thoughts on all of that. I, well, like I said, I think there's there's we should put some we can list up some of the stuff in the show notes. Uh, yeah, someone just mentioned again, Canon Research. Canon, there are 100%. so many tools in here. I'm still finding new ones, and and there's there's many that are um, suited for all the different game loops. They help you trade, help you explore, help you mine, help you land a ship. I mean, it's it's all over the map. Um, so that's just a, a, a very, very rich resource. And I'm I'm so glad that there's people that um, not only have the ability to database program and interface with the API of the game, but have the time and the passion to just do it because these are high quality tools. Yeah, I don't know how I forgot to mention Canon Research. I want to stop. That's not an afterthought thing that you just say. Canon, you're talking about a, like a, a scientific organization thousands of people that they are just trying to solve the mysteries and dig into the science behind the game and investigate shit and find shit and they have an amazing discord and tons of things that they track they've got multiple discords actually one of them is just an announcement discord for shit that they're tracking and whatever they they put out you know guides to stuff and they they put out the canon uh uh challenge which is like you can here's like one of everything we've discovered in this game so far and here's a map that you can route out that you can follow for like six months of your life and get to all of the things like 
Yeah, Canon. It's C A N O N N. Canon Research Group. They are amazing. Look them up as well. I can tell you right now, there's going to be some stuff that I left out, that I forgot, that I whatever, because this game is just that big. I've been rambling for fucking an hour and a half, and there's stuff that I missed still. And, you know, uh, all I can say is that's how that that says everything. That's how much there is here. Um, so and then there's what's yet to come. Now, look, I again, I know this is going to drag us into the area of being frustrated on things. This is a blip right now. We are in a sort of shitty blip of like, what's happening? Give us information. Just, I'm going to say it straight out. Frontier is not great at doing the marketing and communication and the whatever on their game. They just haven't been historically. They, they, they're way too secretive and they, they, they real quick to sort of close ranks and ooh, we're not saying anything now. But they put out a fucking amazing game. So... When I say what's yet to come, I'm telling you, three years from now, three to five years from now, we will be in a place where we will have landing on all of the different planets, including water worlds and gas giants and fucking Earth-like worlds. And there'll be rivers and streams and all this, you know, animals and shit, because they are creating all of that stuff through their other games. This game runs on the same fucking engine as their dinosaur making game and their zoo game and their whatever and they have plants and they have underwater creatures and 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 they have different biomes and they have all this different stuff is this little bit right here for a couple of months waiting on this expansion that got delayed you know partially due to covid partially due to whatever programming delays or problems or whatever they ran into is this frustrating Yes. Three to five years from now, we're going to have all of those different planets. We're going to have even more amazing stuff added to this. We're going to have salvage and wrecking. And I, will, I guarantee you three to five years from now, we're going to have mining on planet side. You're going to be able to do walk around in your ships. You're going to be able to, all of this stuff is coming. And of course we want it all. We want it now, of course. And yeah, of course, that's also a little unreasonable, let's be honest. But like, I don't blame anybody for if you love this thing so much that you're like, give me more now. Let me slap my veins and put it right in there. Yeah, I got I got I, I have some sympathy for you, but it's coming. It's it's coming. So we're like way, way, way over time. I'm going to just cut the whole rest of the show, all of the other discussion topics. I had no time other than to give you a very brief look at what happened this week and then just tell you why I love Elite. Everything else we don't have time for. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up by letting Roy and uh, uh, Tweet top in with a couple minutes on their thoughts on all of this, why they love Elite and what's coming and whatever. And I just really wanted to sort of get us back on track after the last couple of weeks and, and really give a full-throated explanation of what I love about this game. Roy, give me some of your thoughts. Well, I guess just real quick, uh, I think this is all super useful for both uh, all the new people coming in. And, you know, I, I've got a, a year, which doesn't sound like much, but a year in Elite is way more than I've played in any other game that I've only played for a year. Um, and I'm still learning all these new things about this and I haven't found the bottom yet. And it's just been a lot of fun. But um, I guess for new people, it's all about, I think, uh, finding some community because there's so many good ones to find. And you, that's the fastest way to learn about all this stuff and have fun 
come at the same time. So I'm. Uh, this is the only game I've ever played that has that depth uh, in those two dimensions. All the things you can find and do, plus the community that enables it all. So yeah, it's great. Go ahead, Tweet. Yeah, a couple things, I think. Uh, one, I don't know if we mentioned, I don't remember mentioning his name when we were talking about the BGS, but as much as we love, and I do love Dr. K, hmm. we have to give Dav Scott some props. Yeah. He is her uh, counterpart in that regard to the BGS. That dude is just brilliantly amazing. Dude, you're. I can't believe that I forgot to fucking mention Dav Stott. You're absolutely right. That guy is another fucking god. Legend status. Go ahead. Yep. And and um, Load 200 had a great point in the chat, too. All the, the photorealistic, the, the professional photographers oh. that have come out of this game, the, the things that we see on Facebook and Twitter and, and everything else every day, it's just the screenshots are amazing from this game. Dude, S, the SPVFA, which stands for the what, Society, what is it? SPVFA is Society for photography videography fan art yeah yeah so that's like the spvfa is amazing and then you have other people that do stuff in conjunction with them but absolutely i, I our photography videography and fan art yes i had every word right except for i put society instead of stellar you're right yeah yeah, yeah. but like spvfa is amazing <clears throat> commander orange phoenix who we love you then you've got people like in the twitter verse you've got uh commander vex and commander fosdyke uh um, and commander toko so how the fuck did i oh my god toko so and 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 miguel johnson with their amazing music i'm just filibustering right through fucking tweaks time go ahead tweaks sorry <laughs> i also don't know when we were talking about the charities i don't know if we mentioned the fdev themselves do a 24-hour charity mm -hmm. every single year more I, than one I, I, more than one yeah I, i'm with you i mean i know other communities do things like this and do it quite well i don't know of anybody that does i mean we have the elite community has done so much good for so many real life things and and it's just a wonderful to see some but you know a, a gr group of grown-ups come together and make the world a better place it's really a special thing uh, on things to come uh, i'm with you i, I <laughs> i've been pretty salty and i stand by everything i've said the last few weeks i still feel that way personally mm -hmm. that being said what i hope is coming three to five years down the line is the space sim that i've been wanting my whole life where i can fly my ships like i do now i can build i can engineer i can pew pew in space i can do all that stuff but then i can get down on the ground and i can be a gunslinger and i want to be able to go capture a high price bounty and cuff them and take them back to my ship and put them in a jail cell in my ship and then fly them to whoever is going to pay me the big bucks to turn them in i want that game i want it's that coming. game within a couple of years and and, and i hope to hell it's coming <laughs> it is it is all right guys uh like i said we we literally had like three other discussion topics and we're just throwing them out we'll get to them next week uh but yeah that is it as far as i'm concerned now for state of the game i'm still staying on the same program that i told you to so this week they dropped from four to three that is only because of still the lack of information and this week we even got a st another step down on the information and that they didn't even give us the 10 q a's but we know that we have a dev diary that's coming within two weeks. We know that we have an event series of whatever that art is doing. We have, know that there's another dev diary coming in March. 
and that their ape uh, alpha and beta all that stuff is coming soon after so while i'm stepping them down to a three because i said i was going to stick to this until we got information on that stuff and we still haven't gotten it i think you've heard me say tonight a lot of stuff that lets you know how much i love this game my love for this game is at an 11 i'm just in protest right now saying give me some fucking answers still on that other stuff and i think it's coming soon and this is going to get fixed but for now that's that roy i'm going to split the difference at six uh agree with they need to come out with some more information please but i'm i'm just having too much fun exploring so there's that tweet yep i'm i'm with you i'm at a three i was tempted to drop them down to two but i don't want to go too low in case things don't get any better next week but the, between the no news on odyssey the no explanation of how the staggered release is going to affect the bgs and this week on xbox at least i don't know if that it happened on playstation and i'm pretty sure it did not on pc we lost our squadrons for a day or two this week and that was kind of disturbing for a lot of us quite honestly and that kind of sucked it made it so i mean you could still play the game but we couldn't do you know it didn't look like anybody had a squadron so you couldn't see your systems that you were in unless you physically went there it was not good but to FDF's credit they fixed it so i'm at a three this this week hoping for some good news and push it back up but yeah i'm with you i mean my my love for this game is off the charts i i've, I've said it before i've i've been pounding the drum that fdev has created an amazing game that we've never seen before and it's only going to get better uh my my faith has been shaken a little bit but i'm still here for it i'm, I'm ready for the good stuff They'll win you back. All right. I want to put out a last statement, which is that just real quick, we're going to be doing something from now on every month in the YouTube channel comments. So any of the comments, I'm going to pull any of the videos from this month, from the month of February. And in the first show of uh, March, we will announce the winner. I'm going to pull uh, a winner from the YouTube comments and just at random and that person is going to win a prize every month this month it is miguel johnson's album uh uh expedition artemis so uh for sure if you want to get in on a chance to win any of that just comment on any of the youtube videos for the month of february for elite week uh all right Say goodbye to the beautiful people, Roy. Fly casual, but stay dangerous. Say goodbye, Tweet. Happy Friday, everybody. I hope you have a good weekend, and thanks for spending some time with us. And I'm going to say goodbye to all of you beautiful people and tell you that news is coming. I cannot wait for this next Dev Diary. I've got my fingers crossed for something good. Big salute to all of you. Control, play us out. Breaking us
door to my very soul You're the light in my deepest, darkest hour You're my savior when I fall And you may not think that I care for you When you know down inside that I really do And it's me you need to shout how deep is your love, your love? How deep is your love? I really need to learn Cause we're living in a world of fools Breaking us down When they all should let us be We belong to you and me da -da 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 -da. Softly, and it's me you need to show. 